0: Hello and welcome everybody to our Fort Bend County Health and Human Services Just for the Health of It podcast, where we cover several topics to help the public make some informed decisions. We've been doing things a bit different this month. We're dedicating all of our podcasts this month to discussing the important topic of breast cancer awareness and, of course, inviting survivors to share their experience with us and, of course, our listeners. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. This is a disease that affects the lives of thousands of women each year, according to the National Cancer Institute. Breast cancer is the second most common cancer in women after skin cancer. Our guest today is Shanika Smith. Shanika recently defeated cancer exactly a year ago. She's joining us to tell us about her journey to victory. And Shanika, thank you so much for speaking to us on such an important topic. But let's begin with how all of this started. How did you discover you had breast cancer?
1: Well, Sally, thank you for having me here today. Um, so it all started um, in October of last year. Um around the end of October, I felt uh, a lump on my breast, on my left breast, and it was a pretty big, significant lump. Um, and so my sister, as my sister is, is like, don't, don't not go to the doctor, you know, make sure you follow up um, and make an appointment. So I called my gynecologist, and at that time, it was the, nurse's, um, pre- the nurse practitioner who actually made an appointment with me because my gynecologist was out. And she felt everything and was like, oh, I think it's just like a cyst or something like that. Why don't you go ahead and just schedule for like a mammogram? So I called um, Methodist um, to schedule for a mammogram and they were going to charge me like $700. And at that time it was around November-ish. And I was like, I'm not paying $700 for a mammogram. I thought mammograms were free, you know. Uh, so I just didn't, I didn't make any big deal of it at that time, and I scheduled another appointment with my regular gynecologist for my annual appointment. Um, and so she felt again and was like, okay, it seems like it could be something more than a cyst. I'm gonna schedule you for um, another independent um, company to get a mammogram. And so she did that, and I scheduled with them. And from that point on, everything, the ball just was rolling. Um, I had a mammogram done. Uh, I had a biopsy done. This was then around the beginning of January. Um, and then I had to wait for a little bit, and I called because I wanted to follow up with my gynecologist for another issue that I was having um, with my cycle. And they called and said, did you get a call back for your um, results? And this was close to the beginning part of February. And I was like, no, I didn't get a call back. you know. And they like, oh, well, can you come in this week? I was like, yeah, no big deal. Let me come in. Um, No, we need you to come in tomorrow. And I was like, okay. So uh, I go in on the 4th of February and at like 9.15 in the morning, my gynecologist tells me that I have breast cancer. And so that's how I found out.
0: And when you heard that, what was your initial
1: reaction? Uh, I was devastated. I mean, I couldn't even wrap my head around it. Uh, My sister was with me, which was another weird thing. Um, My mom was very determined to have my sister with me for my gynecologist appointment. Why? You know, I don't know. Mother's intuition. Yeah, intuition. Um, I was really just confused. We don't have a history of breast cancer in our family. We don't have a history of cancer in our family. That's what my my thoughts were. Um, And so when she told me, she was just like, we've got to really attack it and make appointments really quickly and kind of just follow up on what your needs are. And from that point on, it was just nonstop. It was nonstop. When you
0: did the mammograph, was it free? The, the one that you were able, that were referred to?
1: No, it was not. Um, but insurance covered a lot of it. Um, and so what I found out, apparently it seemed as though the freestanding ones they just the insurance just was different than the ones that were associated with the hospital for whatever reason Mm -hmm.
0: and and you didn't quite fit the criteria of someone someone that's likely to get breast cancer and that's simply because of your age because according to the centers for disease control and prevention most breast cancers are diagnosed after age 50 and you're very young like we said you look like you're 30. (laughs) i won't say your age but you're not 50. i'm
1: not well under 50. Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't even fit the criteria, and it wasn't something that was in my family as well. So once I started and they told me that I was diagnosed with it, from that point on, you, my mom made a lot of phone calls to try to get me into a doctor. So time frame-wise, I was told on the 4th of February, by the, that was at the beginning of a week, like a Monday or a Tuesday. By the end of the week, I had a doctor's appointment with MD Anderson. MD Anderson does very, very good at getting you all of your appointments. I had an appointment to see whether or not it was hereditary, um, all to find out that it was not. Um and that they was that I was told that it actually came from a high level of estrogen. Um so all of it is just unlikely. I literally was told by my breast surgeon doctor that I was literally just a lemon. Hmm.
0: Wow. Wow. What was the journey like during the pandemic? I mean, you found out right around when things really, when the pandemic really started becoming very prevalent in our communities um, and you know, you couldn't go to hospitals with people, you had to go by yourself. What was it
1: like, you know, fighting breast cancer during the pandemic? I think it's very interesting. I'd say my first treatment, um, so, my family is from Mississippi area and it's close to New Orleans. And every year we go to Mardi Gras and my first treatment was the weekend right before Mardi Gras. And I was adamant, I was going to Mardi Gras, you know, we didn't know at that time that it was going to be a pandemic all to find out, you know, (laughs) we're in a pandemic. Um, and so to be in a hospital every week, getting treatment, the very first three treatments, my family was able to come with me into hospital. You're able to go you're able to valet you're able to do all of that you know like normal um and then all of a sudden after that it completely stopped um they would not allow you to valet cars at the hospital when you walked in literally you walk in and everybody you would come i mean very nice staff obviously but you walk in and everybody has on their ppe equipment you know you have mass individuals you have to hand sanitize you have to answer all these questions um, you have to stand, you know, distance away from people. Um, it's very isolating. Um, and then on top of it, the treatment from beginning to end is easily six to seven hours For me getting my blood work done to me sitting and waiting for that blood work, then for me to finish out my treatments. And that was 12 cycles of, of one type and then another four cycles of another. Um, it was very different. And then on top of that, I was hospitalized twice. Um, And so when you become hospitalized because of high fever, they assume you have COVID. So you have to be tested for COVID. I've initially now been tested seven times for COVID. Um, And so when you get tested for COVID with a high fever, they put you on the COVID um, floor. And they won't let you off the COVID floor until you are no longer assumed to be having COVID. So when you have that, they have the full-on PPE, the whole shields, and it's just a protection of you and others but it's still just a very isolating type of experience um so it's just different you know um but the staff is really really nice and i think they try to make an effort to be
0: did going through this give you the strength um to fight cancer even harder than you would have fought it if it was not in the pandemic because of all these different variables that you had to deal
1: with yeah i think it just makes you stronger right um i think that You just know that this fight is your own, even probably more than you thought it was before.
0: And you told me that during the treatment, you've mentioned to me that you surprised your doctors because of the way your body responded to the treatment. Talk to me about that.
1: Yeah. So at the very beginning, um, my oncologist was like, we're going to treat this very aggressively. And so that's why I had a treatment every week. And then the ATC that I was going to get was going to be every two weeks. Um, but it wound up being every three weeks because of my immune system and we were in the pandemic. And she's like, it's going to respond really well. You know, this normally does really good. Um, and then I finish out all 16 treatments. And they said, "Your your after the first 12, they said, your lump has gone down significantly. And then after the last four, they said, it still has gone down significantly. And then I had my surgery for my reconstructive um, surgery. And they have to do the pathology tests and everything like that, and test it, and they said that you have a hundred percent of your um of your cancer is gone and Then I did a follow up with my oncologist, and she just explained to me that normally the reaction to that type of breast cancer I have only responds thirty to forty percent of the time, and mine responded a hundred percent of the time, and so I sit here being grace of god Mm -hmm. you know like i'm a miracle Mm -hmm. absolutely (laughs) absolutely
0: wow what a blessing yeah what a true blessing and you know what words of encouragement advice you would like to share with with our listeners with our women that are listening
1: to this i would say make sure that you know your body you know um, and that us as women we're very strong um, and we can get through anything i mean i literally got through cancer during a pandemic yeah. um and we 're we're stronger than we think we are um and not all of us have the support that I had, but we can find the support in others um and so I think that that with us, I just say that push forward, push on i you know find your community that 's the encouragement I would get find your community
0: and and you were a special journey, you had a special journey because you did not fit the criteria. You were, you were young, you didn't have any family history. So don't always assume that you are, you know, in the, in the clear, uh, you know, exactly. just because, you know, nobody in your family.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, would, I 100% agree with that. You know, make sure you go to your doctor's appointments. And I was always going to my doctor's appointments. That's why I also say know your body. Go to your doctor's appointments, know your body. Don't take anything for granted. You know what I mean? Like anything can happen. Anything can happen,
0: and you are cancer free,
1: hundred percent.
0: Right but you are still getting some treatments. to am. me about that.
1: So uh, my my um, treatment was I was supposed to do chemotherapy first, and then do reconstructive surgery, and then do radiation. Um, and that was because they wanted to attack all of the cancer cells throughout my body, then take it out, and then isolate where the area is. So as of today, um, I will start radiation. Um, Radiation will be six weeks for me. Um, When you hear about all these things, you don't know what that actually means. Um, I will be doing radiation for six weeks every single day. Um, And radiation is to ensure that nothing comes back? That nothing comes back. So it isolates underneath the area where my lymph nodes, underneath my left arm and my left side of my breast. Um, And it'll be every day for six weeks. And then from that point on, um, I will continue to be monitored by my oncologist. I will be taking a shot every month um, to stop the growth of estrogen, and I'll have to take a pill every day um, as well. And both of those I will have to do for five years to stop to stop the um, estrogen. From- and what do you think about that? Having to do that for five years and having to do all of that—that's a lot. It's a lot. It's overwhelming. I think the biggest part that's overwhelming is not just, you know, I think they give you chunks so you can absorb and swallow here and there. Like I was told about the pill, it's like, okay, five, five years, take a pill every day. Okay, no big deal. But then the shot—if um, I don't choose to take the shot—I would have to take out my ovaries. So that's a, you have to think about that, you know what I mean? So those are, wow. it's a kind of overwhelming, you know what I mean? But then you look back and you're like, but I'm alive.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, in the grand scheme of things. In the grand scheme you're of things, here. I'm
1: here. Uh, you have a wonderful job. Yeah, have a great family. I'm able to do things, you know, at, at the end of the day, what's the big deal of taking a shot every month?
0: You know, you're such an inspiration, all of you guys. Every time I talk to a survivor, the stories are always different, but the strength seems to be the same. You know, what you have to fight through this and what you have to still deal with, but in the grand scheme of things, like you said, I mean, what is that next to the fact that you're here, that you're alive, that you're well, I could not tell you went through cancer by just looking at you um you're beautiful so <laughs> you. uh so thank you so much Shanika for being here and sharing your story with us um you're an inspiration to many I'm sure that have heard your story or still learning about your story and we also want to thank our listeners for tuning in please make sure to stay connected by following us on social media through our Facebook page which is Fort Bend County Health and Human Services and our Twitter account at Fort Bend Health thank you and until next time